the next election likely almost two years away. It has to be fall of 2025. That, that's, that's the mandate. So um, we're close to two years out. Um, but we've been monitoring the polls on this show as we go along. And by all accounts, if the trend continues, we're going to see a change at the top, right? Uh, the Conservatives have made massive gains over the last, I don't know, year or two. And the Trudeau Liberals have gone in the exact opposite direction. They're, they're floundering. It's just a horrible time for them. So accordingly... All kinds of people start to think about, okay, we've had a Liberal government going back, what is it, eight years now, I think, 2015? So if, if we have a change in government, what's that going to look like? What's that going to mean for us? And that includes corporations, that includes public sector workers, all these, you know, that, that's just good business. You need to do this. Um, so Pierre Polyev is aware of that, and he has to be thinking about, how am I going to make all of these pieces fit, too? It's an interesting conversation we're going to have now with Theo Argetis. He's the managing director at the Compass Rose Group. Theo, thanks so much for being here today. I appreciate your time. Happy to uh, uh, be on your show. So, uh, like I say, planning for these kinds of possibilities, I mean, that's part of being a good manager. I don't really think it matters much what it is that you're managing, but uh, what about expectations? Starting with corporate Canada, do you think, would they be happy, first of all, to see the end of a Liberal government, or is this something that they think, oh, let's hope this doesn't happen? Where do you think they stand now? Well, I mean, you know, the the relationship between uh, corporate Canada and the Liberals hasn't hasn't been the best. I mean, there's no love lost there, even though uh, they have aligned... uh, uh, on a number of uh, key issues such as immigration, uh, child care, uh, and, you know, all these subsidies uh, for green investment. So there's been a lot of kind of um, positives for corporate Canada as, as far as liberals are concerned on some of these uh, issues. But the business community is, uh, you know, unhappy with a lot of the regulation that's come, um, uh, you know, over the last few years. And generally, kind of the tax creep, we've seen uh, taxes um, uh, increase. We've seen kind of some um, uh, measures uh, that, uh, you know, certainly uh, the resource sector hasn't been, uh, you know, the (laughs) government hasn't been good friends with the resource sector. So, uh, you know, so we haven't uh, seen, uh, we haven't seen a a great relationship there. But at the same time, there there have been issues where they have, come together um you know and as far as the conservatives are concerned you know i mean the conservatives uh polyev you know he's not a big business type of guy right so he's more uh you know he's more of a free market uh type of conservative not uh you know uh, blue tory so it's not uh you know and we saw this under harper as well you know there wasn't uh, harper wasn't really the sort of uh, uh prime minister that uh made a lot of friends on Bay Street. I doubt probably I will be the same. It's not a, you know, it's, it's Bay Street, uh, corporate Canada isn't finding a lot of friends in Ottawa these days. Yeah. And it's not as clear cut as some people might think, you know, like, oh, conservatives, they're pro-business. It's not that simple, like you say. I mean, in some ways, the liberals did some good things, and in some ways, the conservatives would, but it's never all in one way or the other. So they got to make those kind of calculations. That's right. And, 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 you know, today's politics, you know, there is a bit of a, you know, populist kind of uh, leaning on both parties because at the end of the day, uh, you know, I mean, there is no corporate money in, in, in Canadian federal politics nowadays. Yeah. Essentially, to raise money, you, you know, you have to uh, essentially um, generate a lot of small donations and you're kind of, um, you know, you're, you're 
you're, I don't want to say pandering, but you know, you're kind of uh, trying to address issues that will allow you to raise a lot of money from a lot of people. So it's, and that's not, you know, um, you know, Canadians, uh, you know, the Canadian public is not going out there and championing corporate issues, right? So, uh, corporate Canada doesn't uh, get a lot of attention, um, uh, but you know, when when things really matter, I mean, obviously, you know, we still have same banking sector, same uh, telecom sector, um, you know, that is uh, largely supported uh, within within Ottawa, but uh, you know. On maybe uh, on the big issues, I, I think you know they will get some support, but on maybe the smaller issues, they don't. The other side of this, of course, is organized labor. And again, we have these opinions about who's more favorable to labor and unions and all the rest of that stuff. But we're also seeing in this instance, Pierre Polyev making some overtures, right? Like, I mean, uh, it might surprise some people, but he recognizes that they could be useful for him as well. There could be some common ground there. Yeah, he's definitely uh, working hard to tap into uh, working class uh, voters uh, and, and working class votes, particularly private sector uh, unionized uh, workers. Yeah. I mean, I think the public sector uh, is not, uh, you know, going to ever be friendly no. No. Uh, to the conservatives. But uh, if you look at the makeup of private sector unionized workers, largely male. Um, you know, uh, about 65% of uh, private sector unionized workers are male. Uh, when you look at um, in the goods producing sectors, you know, um, resource uh, construction, that sort of thing, you're almost at 90%. Uh, you know, nine, ten, nine out of every 10 uh, unionized workers in goods producing uh, industries in Canada is male. And we know, uh, you know, uh, men, um, uh, we know Polyev does very well with men. So I think you're seeing a little bit of that happening. And, and obviously, uh, uh, Polyev understands that as well. So he is, you know, he does lean in on, on uh, issues as far as workers go. Uh, and, you know, we're seeing it um, most recently with this bill that the Liberals have introduced, the anti-scab legislation that would ban replacement workers in uh, federal, federally regulated industries. And the Conservatives haven't said, um, you know, how they're going to uh, vote on that bill. So, you know, they are uh, flirting with Labour for sure, just not union leadership. Sure, exactly. I- I'm wondering, when you talk about Polyev, um, you know, his greatest hit uh, prior to becoming leader even has been he'll uh, he'll tie anything around Trudeau's neck. It doesn't matter. I and mean, that's, that's his job is to go after Trudeau. That's his opponent. That's who he wants to beat. So everything comes back to Trudeau did this. I can make it better. And he can he can use that when it comes to to labor, right? I mean, if if we're talking about cost of living and all the rest of this stuff, and you know, and they're 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 making demands for better wages and things because of cost of living and all the rest. Well, he can tie that right back to Trudeau. Sure, because uh, well, in 2021 uh, um, and uh, into 2022, we saw uh, this surge in inflation, and at the time, wages were keeping. We saw. Sure, uh, because it's pretty power for, for workers. Uh, and obviously, uh, you know, it still is with us today. Affordability is, is the number one issue sure for Canadians. Is, yeah. So wages have uh, picked up uh, since then. Um, in fact, uh, you know, uh, 2024 will be a year where uh, the, the, the size of the wage increase we're seeing it may actually be a problem. We're just 
you know, these eight wage increases um, are potentially inflationary uh, into 2024. So the story for Polyav um, is certainly not going to get um, any uh, more, uh, it won't get easier, it will get more difficult because it's, it, now these wage increases uh, are potentially kind of undermining our, our ability to get out of this affordability crisis. It's, it's a bit of a, of a weird logic, but, the, but essentially you don't want to get into kind of this vicious cycle yeah. where higher wage gains drive inflation higher, uh, and then you kind of uh, can't get out of that trap. Uh, but, uh, so, but for Trudeau, it's unequivocally, unequivocally negative. Right? Yeah, totally. uh, the affordability crisis that is just uh, where, you know, the liberals are bleeding support because of it. Yeah, and, and, and absolutely. And, and that, that's ultimately what wins and loses elections most of the time. Um, can't thank you enough for being here, Theo. Appreciate it. Your line's breaking up a bit, so I'll let you go. Okay, great. Thank you very much.